Welcome to the Story Weaver podcast. I'm your host, Bronrauk Mitchell. Come, sit with me under the story tree as I weave a tale or two for you. Greetings and welcome to Poetry with Bron. Today I'll be starting off with a poem that will be familiar to Anne of Green Gables fans, Alfred Lord Tennyson's The Lady of Shalott. If there's time, I'll read some other poems. If not, we'll be back with Alfred Lord Tennyson further down the track. The Lady of Shalott by Alfred Lord Tennyson On either side the river lie Long fields of barley and of rye That clothe the wold and meet the sky And through the field the road runs by To many towered Camelot And up and down the people go Gazing where the lilies blow Round an island there below The island of Shalott Willows whiten, aspens quiver, little breezes dusk and shiver, through the wave that runs for ever, by the island in the river, flowing down to Camelot. Four grey walls and four grey towers overlook a space of flowers, and the silent isle embowers the Lady of Shalott. By the margin willow veiled, slide the heavy barges trailed, by slow horses and unhailed, the shallop flitteth silken sailed, skimming down to Camelot. But who hath seen her wave her hand, or at the casement seen her stand, or is she known in all of the land, the Lady of Shalott? Only reapers reaping early in among the bearded barley hear a song that echoes cheerly from the river winding clearly down to towered Camelot. And by the moon the reaper weary piling sheaves in uplands airy listening whispers "'Tis the fairy lady of Shalott.' There she weaves by night and day a magic web with colours gay. She has heard a whisper say, a curse is on her if she stay to look down to Camelot. She knows not what the curse may be, and so she weaveth steadily, and little other care hath she, the Lady of Shalott. And moving through a mirror clear that hangs before her all the year, Shadows of the world appear, there she sees the highway near, winding down to Camelot. There the river eddy whirls, and there the surly village churls, and the red cloaks of market girls, pass onward from Shalott. Sometimes a troop of damsels glad, an abbot on an ambling pad, sometimes a curly shepherd lad, or long-haired page in crimson clad, goes by towered Camelot. And sometimes through the mirror blue, the knights come riding two and two. She hath no loyal knight and true, the Lady of Shalott. But in her web she still delights to weave the magic's mirror's sights, for often through the silent nights a funeral with plumes and lights and music went to Camelot. 
or when the moon was overhead, came two young lovers lately wed. I am half sick of shadows, said the Lady of Shalott. A bow shot from her bower eaves, he rode between the barley sheaves. The sun came dazzling through the leaves, and flamed upon the brazen greaves of bold Sir Lancelot. A red cross knight for ever kneeled to a lady in his shield that sparkled on the yellow field beside remote Shalott. The jemmy bridled, glittered free, like to some branch of stars we see, hung in the golden galaxy. The bridle bells rang merrily as he rode down to Camelot. And from his blazoned baldric slung a mighty silver bugle hung, and as he rode his armour rung beside remote Shalott. All in the blue unclouded weather, thick jewelled shone the saddle leather. The helmet and the helmet feather burned like one burning flame together as he rode down to Camelot. As often through the purple night, below the starry clusters bright, some bearded meteor, trailing light, moves over still Shalott. His broad clear brow in sunlight glowed, on burnished hooves his war-horse trode. From underneath his helmet flowed, his coal-black curls as on he rode, as he rode down Camelot. From the bank and from the river, he flashed into the crystal mirror, Tira Lyra by the river, sang Sir Lancelot. She left the web, she left the loom, she made three paces through the room, she saw the water lily bloom, she saw the helmet and the plume, she looked down to Camelot. Out flew the web, floated wide, the mirror cracked from side to side. The curse is come upon me, cried the Lady of Shalott. In the stormy east wind straining, the pale yellow woods were waning, the broad stream in his banks complaining. Heavily the low sky raining, over towered Camelot, down she came and found a boat, beneath a willow left afloat, and round about the prow she wrote, the Lady of Shalott. And down the river's dim expanse, like some bold seer in a trance, seeing all his own mischance, with a glassy countenance, did she look to Camelot. And at the closing of the day, she loosed the chain, and down she lay. The broad stream bore her far away, the Lady of Shalott. Lying, robed in snowy white, that loosely flew to left, and right, the leaves upon her falling light, through the noises of the night, she floated down to Camelot, and as the boat head wound along the willowy hills and fields among, they heard her singing her last song, the Lady of Shalott, heard a carol, mournful holy, chanted loudly, chanted lowly, till her blood was frozen slowly, and her eyes were darkened wholly, turned to towered Camelot, for ere she reached upon the tide the first house by the waterside, singing in her song she died, the Lady of Shalott. Under tower and balcony, by garden wall and gallery, 
A gleaming shape she floated by, dead pale between the houses high, silent into Camelot. Out upon the wharfs they came, knight and burgher, lord and dame, and round the prow they read her name, the Lady of Shalott. Who is this, and what is here? And in the lighted palace near died the sound of royal cheer, and they crossed themselves for fear, all the knights at Camelot. But Lancelot mused a little space. He said, She has a lovely face. God in his mercy lend her grace, the Lady of Shalott. And now I shall read another by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Lady Clara via de Vere. Lady Clara via de Vere, of me you shall not win renown. You thought to break a country heart for pastime ere you went to town. At me you smiled, but unbeguiled I saw the snare, and I retired. The daughter of a hundred earls, you are not one to be desired. Lady Clara via de Vere, I know you proud to bear your name. Your bride is yet no mate for mine, too proud to care from whence I came. Nor would I break for your sweet sake a heart that dotes on truer charm. A simple maiden in her flower is worth a hundred coats of arms. Lady Clara, Vere de Vere, some meeker pupil you must find. For were you queen of all that is, I could not stoop to such a mind. You sought to prove how I could love, and my disdain is my reply. The lion on your old stone gates is not more cold to you than I. Lady Clara, Vere de Vere, you put strange memories in my head. Not thrice your branching limes have blown, since I beheld young Lawrence dead. Oh, your sweet eyes, your low replies, a great enchantress you may be. But there was that across his throat which you hardly cared to see. Lady Clara, Vere de Vere, when thus he met his mother's view, she had the passions of her kind, she spake some certain truths of you. Indeed I heard one bitter word that scarce is fit for you to hear. Her manners had not that repose which stamps the caste of Vere de Vere. Lady Clara, Vere de Vere, there stands a spectre in your hall. The guilt of blood is at your door. You changed a wholesome heart to gall. You held your course without remorse to make him trust his modest worth. And last, you fixed a vacant stare and slew him with your noble birth. Trust me, Clara, Vere de Vere, from yon blue heavens above us bent, the grand old gardener and his wife smile at the claims of long descent. However it be, it seems to me, tis only noble to be good. Kind hearts are more than coronets, and simple faith than Norman blood. I know you, Clara, Vere de Vere. You pine among your halls and towers, 
the languid light of your proud eyes is wearied of the rolling hours. In glowing health, with boundless wealth, but sickening of a vague disease, you know so ill to deal with time, you needs must play such pranks as these. Clara, Clara Vere de Vere, if time be heavy on your hands, are there no beggars at your gate, nor any poor about your lands? Oh, teach the orphan boy to read, or teach the orphan girl to sew. Pray heaven for a human heart, and let the foolish yeoman go. The May Queen by Alfred Lord Tennyson You must wake and call me early, call me early, mother dear. Tomorrow'll be the happiest time of all, the glad new year. Of all the glad new year, mother, the maddest, merriest day. For I'm to be Queen of the May, mother. I'm to be Queen of the May. There's many a black, black eye, they say, but none so bright as mine. There's Margaret and Mary, there's Kate and Caroline, but none so fair as little Alice in all the land, they say. So I'm to be Queen of the May, mother. I'm to be Queen of the May. I sleep so sound all night, mother, that I shall never wake. If you do not call me loud when the day begins to break, but I must gather knots of flowers and buds and garlands gay, for I'm to be Queen of the May, mother, I'm to be Queen of the May. As I come up the valley, whom think ye should I see but Robin, leaning on the bridge beneath the hazel tree? He thought of that sharp look, mother, I gave him yesterday. But I'm to be queen of the May, mother, I'm to be queen of the May. He thought I was a ghost, mother, for I was all in white, and I ran by him without speaking, like a flash of light. They call me cruel-hearted, but I care not what they say, for I'm to be queen of the May, mother, I'm to be queen of the May. They say he's dying all for love, but that can never be. They say his heart is breaking, mother. What is that to me? There's many a bolder lad'll woo me any summer day, and I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be queen of the May. Little Effie shall go with me tomorrow to the green, and you'll be there too, mother, to see me made the queen. For the shepherd lads on every side all come from far away. And I'm to be Queen of the May, Mother. I'm to be Queen of the May. The honeysuckle round the porch has woven its wavy bowers, and by the meadow trenches blow faint, sweet cuckoo flowers. And the wild marsh marigold shines like fire in swamps and hollows grey. And I'm to be Queen of the May, Mother. I'm to be queen of the May. The night winds come and go, mother, upon the meadow grass, and the happy stars above them seem to brighten as they pass. There will not be a drop of rain the whole of the live-long day. And I'm to be queen of the May, mother, I'm to be queen of the May. 
All the valley mother'll be fresh and green and still, and the cowslip and the crowfoot are over all the hill, and the rivulet in the flowery day you'll merrily glance and play, for I'm to be queen of the May, mother, I'm to be queen of the May. So you must wake and call me early, call me early, mother dear, tomorrow'll be the happiest time of all the glad new year. Tomorrow'll be of all the year of the maddest, merriest day. For I'm to be queen of the May, mother. I'm to be queen of the May. And that's it for today. And I'll be back on Friday with the Grafter's Storytelling. The Storyweaver podcast intro and outro were created by my editor and tech whiz, Paul Aiken using licensed music from Stock 20. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email to thestoryweaverpodcast at gmail.com. Farewell for now, dear friends.